Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Coming up next hour, why the San Francisco 49ers, whether you're a Browns fan, whether you're a Raider fan, whether you're a fan of any one of the teams out there that haven't been a real postseason success for a long time. Why, yes, the San Francisco 49ers, they should be an inspiration to you. Try to run down Sekou Smith coming up here very shortly. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Oh, we do have him. Oh, my goodness gracious. Sekou, I didn't even know. Let's bring him up right now. The great Sekou Smith joins us. NBA.com, NBA TV. He hosts the Hang Time Podcast. How you doing this morning? I'm good, man. How are you? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. Hell, I didn't even hear him when they said they had you. So we got a lot to get to. I got a short amount of time. First off, the the situation that's going on in China, I, I obviously the NBA is monitoring it very closely. You have some fallout with Daryl Morey. Uh, then what's going on with the coronavirus? The coronavirus. Where is China to the NBA right now? You know, that's a good question. I think it's uh, one of those things where, you know, now that everything is quieted down with Daryl Morey and, and all of the fuss that, that happened early in the season, you got your fingers crossed and you're hoping that that relationship can be mended. But um, there's, a, there's a lot of money that was lost, and I don't know how you make it up if, if you're the NBA. So there's going to be a, a whole lot of repairing, you know, of a relationship that has to go on between now and uh, the end of this season. See, I I didn't realize they invested that much in China or or the, or the Chinese invested that much in the NBA. Is there a bit of a cautionary tale at all to the other two leagues or I should even yeah, even the NHL three leagues about this? No, not really because I don't think the other sports translate the way that the NBA does. Basketball is a global game um you know that touches all corners uh, of the planet, you know, whereas there's a very specific audience for for the other American professional sports that I don't know it, it translates around the world like that. Sekou Smith joining us, NBA.com, NBA TV. Follow him on Twitter at Sekou Smith NBA. Um, all right. Uh, we, we, we've gone over an entire week of Kobe remembrances, Kobe tributes. There's been a lot of hot emotion, and, and a lot of it rightfully so. He meant a lot to basketball fans, and he meant a lot to players in the league. Now that we've had a little bit of time, is there a chance that the league – retires 24 or 8 or both across the league, or is there also a chance that they really do sincerely change the logo to Kobe Bryant? Honestly, I think it's going to be a team-by-team team thing. I'd I'd be surprised if there's an initiative at the league level to do a whole lot because you got to understand what, he, what Kobe meant to the game, you know, for two-plus decades, really, even after he retired. 
is something that goes above and beyond. You know, we're talking about one of the true iconic, you know, sports figures, uh, you know, of our of our lifetime. So do you have to look at maybe what Miami did when Pat Riley retired Michael Jordan's number in Miami? You know, you, you, that's the sort of thing I would expect to see, team-to-team tributes and that sort of thing. The change in the logo, everybody jumped on that right away and thought that was something that should be done or, you know, suggested it. That That's a lot more heavy lifting and a lot more thought has to go into a Ken than just a, a knee-jerk reaction in, in such a short fashion since the tragedy. Does it make any difference that we had Brian Scalabrini on and he said, hey, I've, I've spoken to Jerry West to his face. Jerry West doesn't like being the logo, which I thought was weird. No, I don't think he's ever liked it, honestly. I thought from everything I've read and reading his book and hearing from you know other players who, who played when he was active in the league, as a player, they, it was something that he always, you know, pushed back on. Um, and look, it wouldn't really matter at this stage who the logo was. Who you, know, you could use whoever silhouette you wanted to. Um, the brand is, is the league, you know, and it's not just that individual player. So I don't think it would matter. You could put Kobe's, you know, silhouette as the the image, and I'm sure a lot of people would appreciate it. But in the end, it's, it's the NBA. It's not just about one man. It's about all these guys who have come through the league and, and made names for themselves. I, I thought it was a little bit unfair the other night. I know the Lakers got a win last night, but the other night, you know, LeBron found himself wide open, didn't hit the three, didn't have the best game ever. You know, it's an emotional evening uh, for LeBron and, and obviously for the Lakers. And what I kept seeing, well, and I was hearing it too. This is why he's not a real Laker. This is why he's not a real Laker. And I'm going, I don't know if LeBron, with or without Kobe, I don't know if LeBron ever will be a real Laker. I, I think that the teams that he's been on in the past, and, and even this team, they're a competitive team when, when they acquiesce to LeBron and really become LeBron's team. I think it's different with him than, than basically any other player, Seku. Yeah, and, and there's always going to be that pushback about him not being an authentic Laker uh, based on the work he's done in other places. Uh, I, I think it's ridiculously unfair to, you know, to impugn LeBron and his character based on what he's done so far as a Laker. He has, he's only been there a year and a half. We're not talking about a guy who's been there for four or five years. This is a, a case, though, where he was always going to have a problem living up to the legacy that, that Kobe left um, as a player with the Lakers. Talking about five championships, all of the memories that Laker fans have about Kobe and, and how wistful they were from the moment they got him until the, the last night when he mambled out with 60 points in his final game, you're talking about trying to measure up to a legacy that's basically Jordan-esque. And that's tough to do. I don't care if you're LeBron James or who you are. That's a tough thing to do, to, to parachute into someone else's franchise like that and then have to live up to those jerseys hanging in the rafters. Sekou Smith joining us on the show. How would you handle Zion Williamson if you were the New, uh, the New Orleans Pelicans? Um, with a giant float in the Mardi Gras parade. I mean, they got to be losing their minds at just seeing how good he is so far without really the benefit of training camp and all of the time it normally takes a rookie to get up to speed. He, can, he's playing like gangbusters without plays called for him, without being in tip-top shape. Can you imagine what he could do once he finally gets comfortable and once his body is tuned up to you know to the rigors of an NBA season? They should be giddy. I mean, I, I would go, I would ride in the in the parade, in the Mardi Gras parade, on the Zion float if I was a Pelicans. I'd make the whole organization get out and ride in that float. 
Well, what are some of the moves, though, David Griffin can do? Because I hate looking at it this way. Don't hang up on me. It's like, all right, seven years in and out, seven years. So what can we do over the next six years to maximize this value with Zion Williamson as soon as we can? Well, first you got to make sure he stays healthy and, and stays on the floor. Um, and then you have to start looking at those complementary pieces. He and Brandon Ingram have the potential to be a very, you know, dynamic duo. Uh, I, I kind of think of them the way I think of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown in Boston. If you can find two guys at those wing positions that can play at the level they do, it gives you a chance to be a contender, or a true contender in the league. Now you have to find the right pieces to go with them. And I don't know that, that they have the requisite pieces up front, you know, behind them. And I don't know if, if Drew Holiday is, is your guy and your lead guy, then you have to commit to him and make sure that you design a program that, that takes advantage of all those guys' talents as a unit. They got to play in concert. You know, you have to have all those guys playing at a high level together if you're talking about winning and winning big in the world. Kyrie got hurt again. Why has he had so much struggle fitting in with an organization, even in the early spots with the Brooklyn Nets? I think mostly because Kyrie is, is so, uh, you know, next-level genius in his own mind. You know, he's, he's battling his own mind sometimes when it comes to just going out there and doing what he does best. He's such a fantastic player, such an unbelievable talent, but I think he gets in his own way a lot of times, overthinking things, um, calculating situations when he shouldn't and just go out there and allow himself to play the game at a high level. I think Kyrie will be much better when Kevin Durant is healthy and in the lineup. He takes a lot of that pressure off Kyrie to be the spokesperson and the big shot maker. All of those things will be alleviated when Durant's healthy and back in the mix. But Kyrie knows. I mean, he, unfortunately for him, he knows the narrative that's out there about him and, and he's internalizing it. And, and I think that's a dangerous thing when you're a young player and you're talented and you got all this stuff in front of you, and then you have the championship resume that you already have, the big shot resume, and, and all. he's got a lot to deal with and try to sort out in the midst of what should be the, the zenith of his career. So he's got to be very careful about not getting into his own head and just allowing himself to play with the freedom and the, and the joy that most of these guys try to do when they're out there on the court. Does it rub the players the wrong way like it does with some of the fans, or do we overrate that? I think we overrate it a little bit. Um, you got to remember, all of these guys have supreme confidence in themselves. They wouldn't be in the league if they had, didn't have a healthy dose of self-confidence. Um, so I don't know that they're as concerned with, with what comes out of Kyrie's mouth. I do think it affects the locker room he's in at the time, and that's dangerous. You have to be very careful not to let one guy's personality and, and ego and uh, you know the aura around them disturb the collective, you know, you have to have good chemistry in an NBA locker room to win championships or at least to compete for championships. And you can't let Kyrie's outside noise, whether it's self-generated or not, overtake what you're doing in that locker room. How would you change the all-star game? I wouldn't. <clears throat> I'm a traditionalist. I know a lot of people want to, you know, do all the bells and whistles. I know we're in the social media age. I'm, I'm old school. I'm an eighties baby. I remember when the all-star game was just a good, wild pickup game with the best of the best out there putting on a show. And I have no problem with it. I think the, the changes that have been made in, in light of, of recent events are, are very timely and, and make a ton of sense. But I don't know if they're lasting. I don't know if that's something you can do to, to change it for the long term and people vibe with it. I, I, I do think 
it's not a, a made for TV event like it used to be because of the rise of digital media and social media. Um, so you do have to make some tweaks and adjustments, but, but really a lot of us just want to see the best of the best get out there and show off for a little bit and then get out of there and get back to the grind of the regular season. Well, I think people get real, they fake outrage maybe in the term, but when we talk about the, the NFL, the pro bowl, it's like, eh, who cares? And when I saw the NBA, I go, did the NBA all-star game really need changing? Were people that upset about this quote unquote lack of defense? Really? I don't I don't think any NBA fans really were in the All-Star game, Seiko. No, the thing that people, I think, felt got a little stale was All-Star Saturday night. And mm-hmm. and I don't know what you could do different, you know, other than add some incentive to the pot for all those competitions. You know, if you put players in a position where they're competing for cash dollars or for bonuses or, you know, I, I know I love the idea of doing, you know, competing for charity. That To me, that makes a ton of sense. Um, but, you know, you have to have something on the line for guys who want to take that extra time because, you know, really this is the only break you have in an NBA regular season is all, is the all-star break. And if you spend it grinding away all weekend and, you know, trying to win home court advantage or something ridiculous or whatever the, the tweaks might be, that changes the, the celebratory mood that I think all-star weekend has been about for quite some time. Give me one big name that's on the move at the trade deadline. Derrick Rose. Um, and I hate I hate it because I'm a Pistons fan from the time I grew up in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Um, I, I love what he's done, reinventing himself in a Pistons uniform. But if I'm a contender, if I'm the Lakers, and I see what Derrick Rose has done, and I know I need another you know, offensive facilitator, instigator, shot maker. I mean, this is a guy – who at this stage of his career is such a dynamic player off the dribble, you know, on offense getting what he wants, he'd be a huge addition to any team trying to win a championship and trying to compete for a championship. All right, final one. I lied to you. Who's winning the Super Bowl? You know, I'm I'm uh, I'm going to go with the San Francisco 49ers. I, I was arguing with Karan Butler last night on the air um, on NBA TV. We were trying to decide who we thought would be the ideal championship team. I'm, I'm a Tom Brady guy, so since Tommy is out of it, I'll go ahead and throw in for the 49ers um, and and watch the game with absolutely no rooting interest. You picked the understudy. I love it. Sekou, thank you for the time, my friend. All the best. Thanks, man. Appreciate you. Sekou Smith, NBA.com, NBA TV. Follow him on Twitter at Sekou Smith, NBA. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. I'm picking the 49ers, too. And I'll tell you why. Also, I think that if, if Jed York can do it, and I know who his uncle is. If Jed York can do it, I think it should, it should, for whatever sport you're in, but especially football, it should inspire you as that fan. What he said about the All-Star game, I totally agree, though. I don't know why it needed big changes. I don't think it needed big changes. If it's truly Kobe-inspired, I think there's other ways you can you can admire and remember Kobe. It just seems to be a fruitless proposition. And I really think that if, if you're worried about defense, you're probably not the fan they're going for for the All-Star game. 855-2124-CBS. 20 minutes away. The 49ers are going to win the battle. Kansas City's going to win the war. But I'm taking San Francisco to win Super Bowl 54. I'll tell you why. Next on CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever. Or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. <laughs> 